0: If you really want true abundance, first of all, it's not even about money. It's about how you feel. It's about the joy you bring into your life. It's about how appreciative you are. It's not money. People think it's money. Money is just a a symbol. It's a symbol for the energy flow that you're allowing and the faith that you have that it's going to come forth. So when we really put ourselves in a place of knowing that we were brought here, for abundance. We were brought here for joy. We were brought here to live at our fullest potential. Then nothing can stop you. And I think that's where, where we got to in that short amount of time, releasing all the fears and healing all these wounds that told us that we weren't worth it. You know, it's like when people really question you and then you get really, really strong in your conviction. That's how I felt in that real estate office. I was like, That is not who we are. That's how I felt with the $45. That is not who I am. Whenever my bank account would go negative, you know that feeling, and then you can't (laughs) breathe, and you're like, oh my God, my heart is now in my stomach, you know that feeling? Mm -hmm. It went away. Because I was like, that does not define me. It's almost funny. Like, I have a negative balance in the world. Really? No, I don't. (laughs) If that were true, we'd take all our money with us, right? It means nothing, yet we have our whole lives conducted around it because it's so important to our society, but the truth is it's not. It's like another lie.
1: That was Golden Duffy, and this is the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. Welcome everyone. Episode 72 the YTP is in your awareness, and I highly recommend you keep it there because seriously, you guys, you are listening to this because there is a vibration within you that aligns with the messaging of today's episode. And our intent is for you to take these 60 plus moments of sheer wisdom to the next level in your own life to create your fullest expression, because that is why we are here. We are here to do just that parent, athlete, professional, gypsy, friend, however it is that we define ourselves in this life know without a doubt that there is a common thread running deep within all of us. And it's that thread when tapped into manifests the most gorgeous life of fulfillment, joy, and abundance that no mind could ever imagine. But to get here, we must release our fears. We must learn how to release our fears. We must heal our unhealed hurts. And we must trust with unwavering faith that there is a higher source of energy from which all beauty comes. And that energy, the very same energy that willed us to life here on earth is available to each one of us. And it is the ultimate alignment. It is this ultimate alignment that guides us to our freedom in life and sport today's show today's guest and our connection with her was the work of that ultimate alignment. A few months ago, we received an email through Yogi triathlete. It was from a man named Rory spelled R U A R I. And when I looked up how to pronounce it correctly, I noticed that it translates to great King, which I think is really interesting. But anyway, so he was eager to become a guest on the podcast. He has created this revolutionary system of support for those who wish to live alcohol free. I explained to him that we only do in-person interviews, but I felt so compelled to share his message and his organization, One Year No Beer, that we left our first correspondence with an agreement that we would just let it all marinate and trust that a solution would come to the surface. After confirming our location in Southern California, he had the brilliant idea of connecting us with somebody local who had completed the program. Beej and I were all in. This sounded like the perfect solution. And a few weeks later, he sent over a few audio clips that people in our area submitted to be on the show, and Golden was one of them. From the first sentence she spoke, I knew we had to have her on the show. And when you listen to this episode, there will be no question left in your mind why we felt that way. This is what the YTP is all about, you guys, sharing stories, connecting you, us, we, with others that we share the earth with, others that are living out similar fears, pushing through familiar limits, and showing us all how they get to the other side through their personal experience. I believe this is a vital vehicle to learning because hearing through their own words and voices, hearing their stories, the ones that have led them to where they are today is more powerful than words in a book. I mean, it puts the human behind the voice and it doesn't matter if they're big names or not. It doesn't matter if they have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram or none at all. We have run the gamut with our guests and there is no one more important than the other. Everyone is just as vital to this world as the next. And each of our guests will speak like it will, they'll speak to some more than others, but it's through this incredible medium that we're able to see the journey of another. And although maybe it might look different on paper, it is exact in the core essence, the one that we, meaning all of us, right? The core essence that all of us walk every day in this life And today, Golden shares the dynamic, funny, and scary story of following a calling that she heard from a young age. She opens up about dissecting and reshaping her relationship with alcohol and how she's developed the knowing that she has a divinely given right to live a truly abundant life. We tackle big topics like mindset around money, belief systems around drinking, processing shame and guilt, and one of my favorites... Why exercise is not meditation? She speaks the Yogi Triathlete language as if I were speaking it myself, and I'm so excited to share her with you all. She is for certain doing her part to create a better world by living her purpose out loud. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcast for the show after your listen today. And yes, I am currently caught up on leaving reviews for others that have asked me to do so, but there's always more you guys, there's always ways that we can be in service of others. And so engage in this energy exchange, as we pursue the YT mission together of creating a better world. We have posted some extras from this episode up on our Patreon page, and that is exclusive to our supporters. So if you've been thinking about diving into the tribe a little deeper, check out our Patreon page, where for as little as a few bucks a month, you can make a big impact on the life of this show. All right. Without another moment of me, let's dive into our convo with a woman who is not afraid to make quantum leaps in her life. Speaker, meditator, and healer, Golden Duffy. Yeah. All right. So we're good. But yeah, I grew up yep. in a um, I grew up in a house where wine was like the nectar of sure. the gods, and I also have some lineage steeped in alcoholism. Yeah. Who doesn't, right? Oh my god. Well, you know, I (laughs) think we're all, all, if you look at our addiction, like, we're, I think we're all addicts. And I I don't say that in a way to disrespect anybody who's dealing with serious substance abuse Mm -hmm. problems, or I don't, I'm not saying it to disrespect anyone. I'm saying it as like a point of clarity that Mm. we are addicted to our minds. We are addicted to our thoughts. We Mm -hmm. are addicted to who we think we are, our likes and our dislikes, and these limits that we put on our life. I'm a drinker. I'm not a drinker. I'm a social drinker. I'm a closet drinker. I don't tell anyone about it. And so for me, like I never, ever thought I wouldn't drink. And I'm not saying that I don't. Don't not drink a hundred percent of the time. Maybe what do you like once a month, or sometimes I'll go like three months or six months, nothing. Maybe I'll have a glass of wine, but it's just lost its effect on me. And I think it's the oh, I know it is. It's the it's the byproduct of my meditation practice. Yes, right. So yeah. med- meditation purifies right. the body and the mind, mm-hmm. which is so amazing and it purifies it of you know maybe illness and disease that I would be moving.
0: Towards. towards
1: in a life without doing meditation. And there's no guarantees, so who knows what my blueprint is in this life. But it fell away. I couldn't wow. believe it. Like, it's just crazy to me. And I was actually talking to someone about a substance that they, were, that they, that they indulge in often. And they were saying, like, I think if I meditate more, it's going to fall away because if I try and just stop doing it, it's, it's not working because I still want it. Right. So um yeah so I'm interested about your experience with one year no beer and what brought you there and and then I think we have some really cool stuff to talk about even in yeah, the little no. audio clip that you sent us like you're into <laughs> quantum physics <laughs> And you were talking about belief systems. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, I this is our beliefs, girl. Exactly. And you're from Connecticut. Yeah. Right? I know. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, we East just bones. found out that we're
0: New Englanders. I can't. I'm so blown away by that. And I'm not. You know, it's like we just we align with people for a certain reason. One Definitely. thing I want to add to the meditation thing is, you know, meditation brings you to this higher vibration, and alcohol is this low vibration vibrational substance. So people that are attracted to it are usually just on a lower vibe. So when you start to meditate. Although I've been a meditator for a long time, and I will honestly say I still had my struggles with alcohol, even though I was meditating every day. So I think that there's this idea that, you know, there's, I can do this one thing and it'll pull me out of whatever my addiction is. But I think that there's things that are deeper that we have to look at. Like, what are the triggers? What are, you know, for me, looking at what my triggers were has been probably the best process that One Year No Beer has done for me. Because, you know, for a long time, I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink for 30 days. And it would be the ju- biggest struggle of my life to do that. Because it's total day. deprivation Completely. and nothing. The underlying. fun. No fun. The no underlying fun. issues. <laughs> no. Yeah, and it's no, deprivation no. is not fun. I did the whole fun. 30, and none of that was fun, you know? It was like really clean food, no sugar, no alcohol, and I'm just like, I have no vices <laughs> right now. You know, what am I supposed to do? And I'm still, I was still meditating, and, but it was not any fun, and there was no, I don't think I got anything, I'm not going to say I didn't get anything positive from it, but it was such a struggle that I couldn't wait until my 30 days was over. Yeah, and then when I found the One Year No Beer group, which was kind of a funny story, I was with um, my friend Lisa Jones. She lives in um, Hawaii. And uh, she's, a, she's, from, she's from Connecticut. She's in Maui right now. Uh. But she's from Connecticut, too. And we moved out of Connecticut on the same day. And we had kind of lost touch for a couple months and then um, texted each other because we saw on Facebook she saw I was moving, and she's like, I'm moving too. And I was like, what? The same day, this is crazy. We just have this really awesome spiritual connection. So I went to a seminar with her, um, Kyle Cease. Have you ever heard of him? Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. He's amazing. And during the seminar, she told me that she was three months Alcohol free, and I was like, How in the world did you do it? Because I want to do it, but I want to do it from a place of I want to do it, not right. from I have to do this. Because you're still enjoying it. Yeah, I was like- still, I mean, not enjoying it. No, you Oh, know, you were. I, was, I had severe hangovers from one or two glasses of wine, but I would still drink them. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it was like not making any sense to me. And I would say I got to the point where I wasn't drinking during the week, but you know, the weekends, you go out for dinner, you want to have fun. So I was struggling with how it was making me feel, yet I was still doing it. So that you know, I'm into this mind stuff. Like, why is my mind, you know, why am I saying I'm not going to drink today? And then I find myself with a glass of wine in my hand. So I had so many questions and she said, oh, I found this group on Facebook. One year, no beer. You have to join it. So as soon as I got home and at that point, this was two days before Memorial Day weekend. I'm like, that's it. I'm not drinking anymore. And it was cool because she came home with me for a day And we went out to dinner with my family. And I have older kids. They're in their 20s. Everybody drinks. My husband drinks. And we went out for lunch. And I was like, I don't want it. Like, I literally started to feel this change come over me of just not wanting it. So I joined the group. I joined the 90-day thing, which was absurd. And my husband's like, why did you do 90 days? (laughs) Like, that's so... Just overachieving, you know? Why wouldn't you just start with 30 Memorial Day weekend. I know, right? The (laughs) summer. I just took on summer, like sober. So I was like, I don't know why I did that. It didn't make any sense, but it was such an inspiration in my heart that I felt like I had to follow it. So I did 45 days strong. Like it didn't call to me. I didn't want it. I just felt like I'm good. I'm, you know, and I think that's one of the things alcohol lies to you so much. And I started to refer it refer to it as the abusive boyfriend because it would just entice me all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I would wake up and feel literally like someone beat me up. But I would still go back to mm-hmm. it. So I started to refer refer to it as the abusive boyfriend, which I think started to make me feel like okay, this really is not good for me, and I needed to do that, I think, to get to the point where I really wanted to give it up because there's just all these social things, these programmings, like you're more fun and you have more fun and you loosen up and it's an escape. You can escape from like the reality of life. So I did 45 Days Strong. I thought I was good. I'm like, this is it. I am so good. I may take the whole year. I don't know. And then... um I actually had a toilet overflow in my house, <laughs> and we were renting from a woman. We had a toilet overflow in the house, and it, it was in the middle of the night, and it came down through the kitchen and basically did tons of damage to our house. So not our house, her house, but she didn't really handle it well, and she put the blame and responsibility on us, even though it was an accident, so it caused a huge amount of stress. What I realized through that is the house that I was living in was not the house that I was supposed to stay in. And our year lease was coming up. So I was faced with contractors in my house all day long, like just stressed, huge huge amounts, and having to find a place to live within two weeks because we got into a huge fight with this landlady. So now I'm like... My husband and I are go. We go out to dinner to just like chill and discuss. And I'm like, I'm having a glass of wine. There was no like. I couldn't even reason with myself. I'm like, there was I'm like having you're no like outside yourself. I was yeah. It was mm. like there was no. You know, I would love to find out like what went on in my brain because that was that was a big step in my 90 day process. Because after that, I had like three or four more times where I had one drink. Because I and it was only one drink right? It was only, it was only, but I thought I'm such a perfectionist that it just drove me crazy that I would fall off this thing. So then I just kept going back to the group and looking at people that were falling and I didn't want to say, okay, I'm starting over because that just felt bad. And I know a lot of people don't do that in that group. They don't start over because I think it just like defeats your purpose. And then you just feel like, what's the point? So I kept myself in my 90 day thing. I stopped posting on the thing because I felt guilty I'm like, I'm not being authentic. Well, it's interesting because, so this Facebook group is the
1: One Year No Beer Facebook group. And it's probably like a super supportive group. Super supportive. So if there's any place that you want to go and say, Mm -hmm. I had all this stuff go down in my life. Yes, but And last night, do you want, we just served up some tea. It's turmeric ginger. I'm good. Do you want any, um, we have agave or we have some almond
0: milk. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. But there's this shame. To make sure she's also, you, you know, like this. Yeah. So it's funny.
1: It's like in this time when you really like needed that support, something said, "Don't even tell them yeah. about it." Right. Yeah. Like, and Just I think hide. that's the pride. Po- yeah, like the yeah. power of the the ego, really, to yeah. keep you in in conflict. It's like. When people say to me, when I'm a yoga teacher and they come to my yoga class and they're like, God, it's my first time back in like yeah. a year and a half. I had a bad <laughs> so accident. I got I'm divorced. Flexible, right? um, and then I had a staph infection. And, you know, and, and I'm like, and exactly when you needed to just come and roll your mat out and just sit in the classroom, yeah. we stay
0: away. Yeah. So interesting. Because mm-hmm. you just don't want to admit it or you don't feel, I don't know. I'm huge into authenticity. And I just feel like if I can't be authentic with something, then I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to show up to it because it's just who I am. And, and it's weird that I wouldn't be authentic on that page and yeah, because oh, I fell. It was like you, know? you, you, um, what do you say? Like you
1: compartmentalized, yeah. like, okay, well, I, I don't, I'm not being authentic with the 90 days, so I'm just not going to be authentic yep. with telling them yep. about it. But and I'm still going to. you
0: still watch. I your, knew I was going to share. I knew that eventually my story when would When you combine. were ready. Yeah, I knew that I would be able to do that. But I, want, I think I wanted to process it all. I wanted to process the shame. I wanted to process the guilt. And I wanted to process what happens to me when I make a commitment and then I don't go through with it. Because mm-hmm. that's not like me either. I'm a perfectionist. I'm a Virgo. Like I just, I get things done, you know. So I ended up. So then we moved, we found an amazing house, such a cool story, like all this great stuff. I mean, it's like my favorite house I've ever lived in, just transformed, like just came and it was like perfect and we moved in the perfect time and I mean, it was just a beautiful thing. But during the move, I noticed what my trigger was. When I get really physically exhausted, I use alcohol to get me through. So I ended up having a drink the weekend we moved. I think I had two drinks the weekend we moved, like Saturday and Sunday. And then I think that was it until the 90 days. Which is
1: interesting because yeah. it's a
0: depressant and it's not gonna make mm-hmm. you feel super active. But no. it
1: probably was making you help you make Just you take that edge not off. feel yeah. period. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Just take that act. So go back you to know? what you know, the
2: comfort. Like the right. comfort of it. Like you know this is you know what the reaction is gonna be like. Completely. You can sort of settle into that calmness.
0: Completely. Alcohol. Yeah. Yep. So it lies, it lies to you, you know, just come here just, you know, you're (laughs) going to feel better. Yeah. You're going to feel better. So then I decided, so then my 90 days ended the day before my birthday, my 45th birthday. And is that this year? Is this happening this year? Yeah. This is just a few months ago. Yeah. Or a few weeks ago. So Memorial Day of this year, 2017. Yep. And then August 28th was my last day of 90 days. And then on the 29th, it was my birthday. So of course I was going to celebrate. I had two glasses of wine. And felt like crap the next day. And then I decided the whole week was my birthday because we had a lot of celebrations because of my kids. And so every time we celebrated, I had one or two glasses of wine and woke up like, I mean, I needed two naps the next day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what am I, what is this? Like, why am I doing this? This is really, this is not fun. As somebody who meditates, were you like almost,
1: sometimes I feel like when I'm, Like I'm just a passenger and I'm like watching Mm. this person move through life, you know? (laughs) Totally. And I'm just, and then that's the witness self, right? But did you feel, and you get more in touch with that witness self. And I call it like, actually my friend Stacy describes it so perfectly when she talks about like a wheel, if you Uh think about like a bicycle wheel and there's like a hub in the middle of the wheel and that hub is our witness self and then all the spokes going out off that hub into the bigger wheel is like, you know, who we are, what we're doing, drinking right. the wine, not drinking the wine, yeah. meditating. And, and, and the hub just sits there, holds everything together right. without judgment, really strong, right in the center still, and watches it all. So as you're doing this,
0: are you just watching it all? Like what, what is going on? Because now it's like- i trying to think of like how conscious I was during all of this. Because yeah. I was definitely conscious of how I felt the next day. And so physically, you were feeling exhausted. How were you dealing with it mentally? Were you feeling guilty? Were you feeling shameful? I think I was less at that point because my ninety days was over. <laughs> you know, oh, interesting. And, and also, interesting. I have I also have this you know self inside of me that's always reflective, always wanting to know what's going on. You know, always searching and seeking and, and inquiry, right? Yeah. So I'll just be like, okay, this is a process, and what am I learning? And every time I drank, I learned something you know, oh, this is what happens when I get super stressed, and, and the glass of wine that I had at 45 days, even though I had the shame and the guilt, I didn't have any regret, because I thought, this is part of my process, and that's what One Year No Beer is doing. They're showing people that this alcohol thing is a process, and just because you fall several times does not mean that you're a failure in any way, and the way that you know all these other groups have done this, AA and such, there's been this stigma. Of you have a disease and you're a failure and there's all of this judgment around it that causes people to, I think, not really truly find out who they really are. So I think the One Year No Beer group is more about finding out who you are and finding out that alcohol can be a part of your life, maybe, but it doesn't have to be this stigma of you're a loser, you're a failure, and you don't matter, you know? (laughs) Good. Because I, th- I think when you
2: fail, you learn so much about yourself. Completely. Right, and and I'm not an alcoholic. I can't relate to the the, to the um, AA. But them, it just seems like it's a program, mm-hmm. and you either fail or succeed. Right, like it's either none or, or or all. Right. But with this program, it seems like they're nurturing you to be accountable to yourself. Yes. Whether you fall, whether you succeed, and there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just really having you tap into what what's driving you to do this right and do they incorporate do they incorporate meditation at all they do
0: talk about it they talk about it for sure I mean I would love to do some stuff on the group page even with meditation because I think that's going to be that will be a huge part of people's success I think is if they a lot of them are replacing with exercise for sure across the board people are taking on challenges and they're committing so exercise is a huge Mm -hmm. drive which is a high vibrational thing to do and you really can't do it when you're drinking Um, but I would love to see, I know Rory has talked about meditation. I would love to see more of that stuff going on. Even guided meditations in the group, I think would be really helpful.
2: That would just tap into that. Yeah. Even tap into their unique person, like not read something about somebody else, like tap into who they are and what their thought process is. Because
0: so many of them are, I mean, so many of us are lost when we take on this non-drinking. And I think, you know, in the cultures that a lot of these people are from, it's like, if you don't drink... You're, I mean, I'm lucky that I have people around me that understand that I want to be alcohol free. But there's p- people that get reamed for this stuff on that page, and you're like, wow. and I, I love that term, alcohol free. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to sober living. It's so freeing. <laughs> yeah, alcohol
1: free. I, and I love that. And I, I noticed that they have kind of coined that, like living alcohol free. You said something which is like, oh man, if everybody could grasp this, this would this would really be a major, major um, helpful technique for people. When I had asked you about how you felt the next day and all that, did you feel guilty and shameful? You said, I didn't because I accepted it that it was a part of the process. Yeah. Right? That that it can't... The all or nothing is not for everyone. I think it's for very few as a matter of fact. And I think what's important is this progress, not perfection. And that if you sign up for 90 days and you fall off the wagon or whatever term you want to use... And, and that's day 45. Well, then day 46 is not day one again, but right. in a sense it is day one. You know what I mean? It's like you just continue to restart, but you don't have to rewind the clock and say, oh, I failed. Now I have to do it all over again. Right. And then in front of you just continues to be the same amount of like this big journey ahead. Whereas you just pick yourself up and you say, okay, day 46. Yeah. Right? Because every moment in your life can be like a restart every moment in your oh, life I and like just that. keep moving forward. And then you get to 90 and you say, okay, I got to 90 and I had two glasses of wine at 90. All right, well, maybe I'm going to go in for another 90 or another 30 or yep. 15 days or five days, whatever it is. And let's see what that looks like, Yeah. but not judging it as failure or success, right? Because, yeah, because in in every single moment, like if you can look back and say, okay, what was that? And like you were saying, you wanted to process the whole thing. What was that about it? And what was that? What was that thing that put me over the edge? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Now that's going to come back into my life most likely, Right. right? Because obviously I went to the glass of wine. So I didn't, I didn't, I still have to heal that yeah. or I have still have to learn how to navigate that. So what was it? And getting curious, which is like the essence of, of yoga yeah. is like getting curious about what's happening. And... There's something that, you know, I want to share and I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast, but I used to smoke a lot, a lot of pot Uh and, and even as I was meditating, I would be smoking and sometimes I would smoke it before I meditated. And then what happened was the more my vibration went up and I still had this quote unquote habit or tendency or whatever it is that you want to want to say, there was times where I would do it and then immediately I was like, oh my God, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like this anymore because... The feeling of that felt, it felt bad. It didn't feel good anymore. Right. But instead of beating myself up and feeling shameful, right? I had already gone through that whole process. Right. I would, I would write and I would say, remember this. And, in like, as I was feeling it, I would write down how good. I feel, how mm-hmm. do I feel right now? And I don't want it. And I would kind of like try and write the stoned, like right out of me and then move forward. Right. And then when I had the urge again, I would go, I would look at my journal and say, This is how you felt. Now you get to make a choice, just do you want yep. to feel like that? Or what if you sat in a five-minute meditation? Yeah. And what and and then come out of it. And then maybe you'll be even more clear. And if you choose it, choose it. Yeah. That's but but if you choose it. Notice right, right because I knew I wanted to move away from it. I knew that it that I didn't. And the same thing with wine, like I knew that it wasn't aligning with where I wanted to go vibrationally. Yes. And if you look at meditation and like like I want to go to the max with this, mm-hmm. right? Like I want to hit that super conscious state, <laughs> and I can't do that if I'm using drugs and alcohol because no. I will continually hit a ceiling. Yeah. Because they 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 cloud my clarity, and it was funny because what I found was what I what I liked about smoking marijuana and I didn't like about, what I didn't like about drinking was that drinking, I would completely lose control. Like early on in my life when I would, you know, party as a young kid, (laughs) like high school and Mm -hmm. even in college, I was never able to handle my alcohol very well. And I would like black out and thank God I was always safe. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you that I Mm -hmm. had that kind of life karma that I was always very safe. Oh God. But the, um, what I loved about getting high was that I felt like it allowed me to be the person I wanted to be. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I felt like it allowed me to be myself because I had so much anxiety and just insecurities that what was happening is that the meditation was allowing me to heal those and purify that lower, those lower vibrations. Right. So then when I brought in what I used to use to medicate that stuff it, that like almost brought in the anxiety and I thought, God, this is not who I am at all. I am like truly in touch with my true self when I'm meditating. Right. And so the t- the scales just kind of tipped for me
0: and then it just fell away. Right.
1: Like it just fell
0: away. But and if you, I feel like if you had stayed in the process of beating yourself up and judging yourself, yes. it has a much harder time of falling away because then we've got this like up and down seesaw thing going on because we feel bad about the drinking and the drugs And then we're just like, well, who cares? I mean, I'm a failure anyways. I might as well do it. And I think that's one of the biggest messages that I want people to hear from me is get rid of the judgment. You know, if you're going to fall, if you do fall, then just get up and just move forward because otherwise you're just living in the past and you're pulling that past with you and you cannot reset when you're pulling the past with you. So that has been huge for me to just say, this is a process and I've been drinking for a long time. You know, I grew up, my parents' alcohol was like the thing. You celebrated, you cried, you know, everything you did was around alcohol when I grew up. So how am I going to take that mindset and get rid of it in 90 days? That's a mindset that's been created mm-hmm. over a lifetime. Of course, it's going to take me more than 90 days. You know, it may take me years before I really get an understanding of why I have an addiction or why it becomes this habit. I don't really feel like it's an addiction anymore, but I do feel like it's a it does call me in certain ways. Like a
1: belief. It's almost like a belief system. Yeah. And, and rest assured. A society belief system. This
0: is like yes, reaped
1: in our society. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And it's it's heavy in New England. Mm-hmm. I would say it's pretty oh, darn yeah, heavy. long in winters.
0: Are you kidding me? Where we're, where we're from. <laughs> what, I know. Else do, right? what else is as, there to do, as, right? What
1: else is there to As three New Englanders sit yes. in the perfect weather of San Diego. Yeah. But I rest assured, I spent many years i bet like at least five years of still doing what i didn't want to do and beating myself up about it but it wasn't until i started raising my vibration Mm -hmm. through meditation was i able to take on that courage to say oh wait a minute like the beating up is 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 um it's not love. No, it's holding you down. It's it not love. So why am I indulging in that? Right. I need to heal this. And what's going to heal this? Love is going to heal this. So let's look at it in truth. Let's love what we see. Mm-hmm. And let's make a conscious choice to move to move forward. Whatever that looked like. Right. But moving forward with consciousness. Right. What was it that's, that... I know your friend introduced you to it, but... Why did you
0: want to e- express
1: yourself in like an alcohol-free way? Like, what was it? I
0: think it had been calling me for a long time. I mean, probably years I've been having this struggle of it doesn't make me feel good. And I think part of it too is that I, my, as my vibration started to raise and I was meditating a lot more it was making me feel worse and worse. And I've heard that from other people that as you get more spiritual and more enlightened, it doesn't align with your actual cells in your body anymore. So it's gonna, you're going to have way more hangovers than the normal average person. I could have two glasses of wine and feel like I had a bottle. So that was a huge part of it was my physical feelings about it. But then the other thing is I always want to be in control. I have like this, you know, this <laughs> feeling of just like I want to I wanna have a say in what I do over everything I do. You know, it's like with uh, we have four kids and I'm like with the kids it's like if I if I just say things that come out of my mouth and I don't have any control over that, then how conscious is it? Like I always want to be conscious. So I think even when I did fall, there was this consciousness about it. Like I had made the decision that I was going to have a glass of wine early in the day. I'm like I'm going out with my husband, I'm going to relax, like I have to do this. Like I have to or I'm just going to like fall apart. So I felt like it was part of me making a conscious decision. And when it comes to alcohol, that's my goal. Like That's what I really want. I think that's what I've always wanted. I don't want to be alcohol-free for the rest of my life. That To me, maybe I'll get to that point spiritually. I don't know. But it's like I enjoy a glass of wine every once in a while with a nice dinner. But what I found is that it can only be one. For me, it can only be one because if it's past one, I don't feel good the next day. So, it's about figuring out what is good for you and where you are consciously, and that could be another lie I'm telling myself. Like <laughs> I have to have a glass of wine every once in a while. I
2: was gonna say, but you're questioning that. But you're right. You're in, you're I am.
0: In... So I'll find the answer eventually. You will, right?
2: <laughs> where did so backtrack? Where did the meditation come in? Like,
0: oh man, because it's, does that yeah.
2: bring an awareness to not feeling well with the alcohol? Like you started to make that connection, and was the meditation helping? Or like, where did, where did that meditation practice start?
0: I would say, well, I've been meditating for about 15 years, but I would say like really seriously and really getting really conscious happened probably the year before we left for California because I was home all the time. I wasn't really building my business because I wanted to move. <laughs> so I wasn't, I'm a speaker and I do things on quantum physics and law of attraction. So I wasn't speaking anymore. I was just home. I was writing and I was meditating pretty much all day while the kids were in school. And thankfully I have a wonderful husband who allows me to do that. That sounds amazing. (laughs) That's what I wanted to do. Without You know, with a little bit of guilt, you know, there was a little bit of guilt there, but I kept reminding myself I'm on this journey and my husband is giving me this incredible, um, and, and I think if it wasn't for that, I don't know that we would have made it to California because I got so clear on what I wanted on where we were going. And he wasn't totally on board. He got on board, but he wasn't totally. And he, even the, to this day, he will thank me for just believing in my dream and knowing that we could do it. You know? so familiar. And dragging him across the country. You know? so, but deep so down, so I can yeah. probably
2: speak for your husband, yeah. like deep down, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that you, that you have the best intention in mind. Oh, like, completely. You've got my best intention. Yes. You know, you know something. Yeah. So having that Law of attract like knowing yeah. together like this is the best thing. Huge. Like just follow along. Huge. Because when you fight it, I feel like you're just building up more yep. more negative energy yep. that could possibly Well we come had, you, you know, we had
0: four years before there where he really didn't want to go and I just wanted to go west. I knew it was west. I didn't know where. And so I wouldn't fight with him because I know law of attraction. Mm-hmm. So I just kept putting my desires out there. I knew where I wanted to be. And I knew that if I just stayed clear on that, that's a huge lesson for people. Don't fight with your with your significant other on what you want. Just stay focused on what you want because that's all resistance. So I just let all that resistance go. And eventually he came so far on board that, you know, we just both made it happen and it, it everything just came mm-hmm. together. Okay. Okay. So
1: this story is like people who know us and are listening to this, they're going to be like, is that, wait a minute, is that golden or is <laughs> that just know, right? talking? Is that golden or is that just talking? That's so crazy. Because I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about and I couldn't put it into words. But when I was, like, I had been called out to California for, since I was like a little girl. Me too. Little girl. Yeah. Long, girl. long yep. time. <laughs> yep. And I'm 45. Yeah. And, and so when it got closer, I mean, and it came to me in a meditation and I texted BJ at work and said, I've got a plan, which I didn't really have a plan. I've got a plan where <laughs> <Sort> we're, <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah. And he said, and I got the text back was, as long as it's warm.
0: Ah, I love it. <laughs> and so talk about
1: somebody like believing yeah. in, you know, that, that it that was, was the right huge. time. Like, I, I had been in my job you were for ready.
2: 20, almost 20 wow. years, the same job, like right out of college. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, was the, it was just that time and yeah. something clicked and I was like.
1: That's huge. Let's do it. It was just another moment where a window opened in life. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we wanted to pursue. Yogi Triathlete was already in existence, but she was more of like my blog, but you were doing a little bit of coaching and then people were asking us for a podcast and it was like, cool. Okay, this window is opening. And then the calling to come out here was getting so big. I could feel it in my heart. And the only people would be like, I don't, you know, like what... I love you, New Englanders. I love you. But you don't always understand. <laughs> Not what always
0: it, so supportive. You don't always understand an
1: expansive calling. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and that's what sure. it was. I would say there's just an expansion yeah. that's calling me out mm-hmm. there to take my spiritual development to another level. I know that that, and and since I've been here, oh my God, I've been like in spiritual like university, but I understand that calling. And then when we landed here and maybe you can, you can relate to this, but when we landed here, everyone would say like, well, was, what, is it what you wanted? And I said, the expansiveness that I felt back there calling me, I am now living living in that. Yeah. So it's the, it's the essence is exactly the yeah. same. Oh, I'm just living in yeah. it now. Yeah. So, uh, so two questions is I want to go back to BJ's question about like, when did the meditation come in? But also when did, when was like the turning point when you said, when, uh, and I'm totally understand the law of attraction and all that too. And I want to actually talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. But like, when did that come when you were like the window opened, we
0: got to go? So, um, we okay, so let's see. September and what years? Okay, this? so September of two thousand. What year are we in now? This is it's so hard to like track it back. So we're in seventeen. I think it was 2015. Oh, two, th- yeah, two thousand and fifteen. Two thousand okay, so it was two thousand fourteen of September. We had set this plan. So all summer, we are doing like, I'm doing massive meditations around California. There's a Bob Proctor um, guided meditation called the Abundance Meditation. It's fantastic. But there's waves, and I could literally feel myself on the beach in California. I did this every single day, twice a day. It's like a 20 minute meditation. I still nap to this, like in the afternoon, <laughs> I do a little nap with him because it's like, it's, it, it was so perfect and I could feel myself literally. And that's what they say. Visualization, feel yourself there, you know, create that space. So I did that. And then I was, um, hunting around on Facebook for a friend of mine who told me, if you ever want to see California, let me know. Cause I was like, oh, I want to live in California so bad. And Had like, you ever been here before or lived I here before? I was here for one day on my way to Hawaii and it rained. It rained. Yeah. And this was the day that my girlfriend and I, who lives here, hatched a plan to get my husband to fall in love with California and it rained and we took a nap. Perfect. <laughs> I and love he it. He goes, I don't really like California. And I'm like, oh. But you still, just keep, just keep the focus. Going. But just that's like the going. day is
2: like, it's cloudy in the morning. Yeah. Just wait. It's just like, just <laughs> exactly. wait, just wait, just wait. <laughs> just wait.
0: It'll do, no, it rained all day. It rained <laughs> okay. all so day. So day. Was it was that day. Even it like, was that one yeah. day. So, um, Perfect. so, and so I, ca- I connected with this guy on Facebook. He's like, are you trying to get a hold of me? I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. So him and I started talking and he lives in Long Beach and he's like, you have to come out here. Well, <laughs> this is hilarious. I won the lottery. I won $950. I got five numbers out of six, but it was only like a million dollar lottery. So I <laughs> only got $950, but I still, I was like, oh, I won the lottery. We have money for plane tickets. Let's go to California and scout. So it was one of the funnest trips we ever had because we, we left our kids home, it was just the two of us, and we just went everywhere. I met this guy on Twitter who lived in Santa Monica, he's like, you have to come up here. So we started in Santa Monica, made our way down Orange County, this guy in Long Beach showed us around, then this other woman that he was friends with showed us all around Orange County, and then we even came down to San Diego to see where we fit vibrationally.
1: And the vibrations are so, so, different. so different. different from LA County, so different. Orange County. Like Sandy you and... can
0: feel your body change oh when God, you come totally. out of LA. Like totally. Like, oh, so, um, so we did that whole trip and decided we, my husband's a builder. So he has a, he had a huge, amazing business in Connecticut and he's like, I can do that anywhere but California is a little different. So there was definitely some recalibrating that he had to do. So we go to, we're in Newport and he's like, oh, this is, I could totally build here. Cause they are like very much New England style homes. So we tried making connections with people, nothing happened. So this is like when you have to leap in faith Mm -hmm. because we didn't have any connections. You know, we had friends, like three friends here and we just had to, you know, take that step to say, okay, what are we going to do? So, we, our house was actually under foreclosure. Now, our house, I haven't told this story to a lot of people, but our house was in foreclosure for five years because we went through that whole thing in 2008 and we tried to remodify our loan, which we did successfully. And then we defaulted again and then it went into foreclosure for five years. The banks never contacted us. We just basically lived in our house for five years and then that, um, that, February, they sent us a letter and said, you know, we're going to be foreclosing soon. And I'm like, why are we letting the bank determine our fate? Like, why don't we just set a plan in place and leave? I said, this house will not be taken from me. I will walk away from it. Like, that was my intention the whole time was like, this house will never be taken from me. I will walk out before it's taken. So we made a plan to come up with to save $30,000. Now, we were not good about saving money. Here we are living in a house. We were struggling for a long time. And then all of a sudden, Mike got all this work. He got these huge remodels. He got, I mean, just people that were really wealthy. He was able to price jobs really good. So within, from February, we booked plane tickets for the last, it was the day after my kids got out of school, like June 30th. And from February to June 30th, we saved (laughs) $20,000. So we didn't hit our goal of 30, but that wasn't going to stop
1: us. Progress. But you were, oh, so this is the thing. This is, this is like, there's so much of a message in here. This is the thing. Like you... It's like a surrender of yeah. like, okay, this is what's happening. We've got to take. We're going to take this leap. Here's the window yeah. that's opening. Yes. And what do we need to do? You always have to take that. We got to live in the world. Yes. So what's the next logical step? Yeah. Okay, let's save as much money as we can, and let's believe in this that this is what we need to do. And then boom, all of a sudden, all because the resistance was gone. Yeah, totally like there's gone. A, and that's what we're like. Okay, the we got a plan.
0: We got plane tickets. We got a plan. Yeah, That you know, we know we're going to be able to, for some reason, we just had total faith that the money was going to be there. That's it right there.
1: That's it. And it's like the universe goes, oh, awesome. Look it. They opened up this space.
0: (laughs) Let me fill it in. (laughs) Completely. That's how it works, everyone. Money was coming from everywhere. When I tell you I was taking in money every day because we were selling all of our stuff too... Like, literally, money was just coming from every direction. So I knew that we were going to be okay, but we had no house and no jobs. And we, have two, we had two kids with us. One daughter, we left back in Connecticut. She's now here. Thank you so much. So happy she lives here. Um, and our other daughter lives in Arizona. So we had two teenagers with us, and um, they, were pretty, they were pretty excited about it, but we were terrified. I will tell you, living, not having a home is the most terrifying thing I've ever done. So, we had a friend, our one friend who lives here, was going to Hawaii the day we were moving, right? And she goes, Hey, you guys can stay in my house for 10 days. Because I could not get an apartment without seeing where I was going to live. I just couldn't do it. I tried. Yeah, I tried, but I was like, I have to know that I'm safe, that my girls are safe, and that I'm in a good town. So we ended up um, staying in her house for ten days, and it was very stressful because it was like, "Where are we going to live? Is it a, is it the right place?" People had to have faith in us that we were going to be able to pay our bills. We didn't have jobs. <laughs> I still don't know how that happened. <laughs> this oh is a story is it hauntingly it's familiar. Insane. So we ended up. Um, <laughs> So looking at all these rentals and we were driving down to San Clemente to look at a rental and we needed gas so we got off the highway in Aliso Viejo and as we're pulling off the highway I look around and there's this town center with like 75 stores and I'm like I think I could live here like I just felt good I, I felt like it was safe I felt like it was a family environment and the next day, I got an email from our apartment complex, and we ended up moving to Eliso Viejo. And it is one of the safest, it's like one of the top six safest towns in the country. And I love it. I can't imagine living anywhere else. So that's where that's you right. are now. See, so I don't even know up.
1: where you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're just at our <laughs> yeah, house. It's like 45 it's just, minutes
0: from here. It's Perfect. Not yeah. So you're up in San Clemente. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, no, Eliso no. Viejo. Okay. Yeah. So where we is did end that up from? in San Clemente because the energy was funky there. Mm-hmm. And I knew it when I went, we went out to dinner and I was like, there's something really off here. Beach towns are interesting, mm-hmm. you know, we, probably less in San Diego. I think more up towards like, us. um, there's different vibes here. So. I'm, you know, very leery. I have teenage girls and I'm just like, I, I need to keep them safe and protected. Yeah. So.
2: Even the vibe from Carlsbad to Oceanside. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. Totally, totally
1: different. different. Oceanside's totally different like to really. pretty like, edgy Yeah. and Carlsbad, I remember because we weren't even considering Carlsbad and. I remember looking it up on like, cause you got to do these like real world things like, yeah, what's it, l- Google, <laughs> what's it like to I live in Carlsbad? I was
0: like yeah. who does that?
1: I know. We were watching and, videos. And we had yeah. no jobs. Yeah. Like there's no yeah. reason why we should have like been able yeah. to land this sweet little studio. Yeah. By the be- there's no reason. It yeah. was like in the moment Pure when desire. we were, we came to look at this and we were like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. And it was like. It was like, there was like another being like went into the lady that was renting us the place because (laughs) nothing made sense. We had no jobs. We I'm like showing your tax returns from like two years Uh ago. I'm like, Oh, well this is what we made two years ago. I got a
2: part-time job where I had like a, uh, automatic deposit. Yeah. Like there were these things that were just just, happening right at that Yes.
1: Yeah. And, and so, um, Oh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it's just that's that's what it is. Like it does doesn't make it doesn't make it any doesn't make sense. But if you're open to it, it all kind of comes right, and together. And if you're
0: not fighting it and going, okay, this shouldn't make yeah. sense. Like, this shouldn't be happening. It's not going to happen that way. If you're just like, oh, it's totally going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's totally going to yeah. happen. And so I remember what it was now. So I do this like Google search. What's it like to live in Carlsbad? And somebody, like, I see this forum and this, and it's this guy and God knows how old he is or whatever. And he's like. Carlsbad is a bore. The cops have nothing to do. There hasn't been a crime committed there in like a century. blah 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 like all about if you if you are into like not doing anything at oh, night like no. and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is perfect." This is like a perfect place for us, right? We're like it's quiet. You can hear a pin drop. I'm like, like, this is perfect Perfect. because we weren't even considering living in Cross We wanted to live in Encinitas. We're
2: putting all our energy into Encinitas. Isn't that funny?
1: And just like you were like with Newport, like nothing came back. No, nothing came back. No, and then this came in so quickly. Within two days, we moved in, and like you, it did not make any sense at all that we should have been given the keys to yeah. it, to live anywhere no, I know in our apartment bar.
0: complex they, they charged us $400 more because our credit was terrible $400 <laughs> that was it no jobs credit sucks sure move in <laughs> It didn't make any sense because we actually had we had an appointment with a real estate agent who basically reamed us out because our credit was so bad and was like begging a real estate agent to let us live in one of her really gross houses. I'm like, I did not move to California to live in a gross house. Like, I moved here to live in abundance, right? So we had that credit, and I walked out and I was like, you know what, buddy? You don't know us. You don't know who we are. We're out. Like, I just, I couldn't even listen to him say that we were just these you know, that wasn't who we were. We right. weren't these losers that needed somebody to give us a, you know, ghetto house. Credit
1: scores don't define you. They don't. You oh, know? I, and no. if it's, if it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter who you are, we are all gonna ebb and flow through oh, financial ups and downs. Whatever that looks yes. like. I don't care if you are a gazillionaire. You are gonna ebb and flow in your life through financial, different financial yeah. heights and lows and debts and no debts. Like, we were totally debt free now we have some debt mm-hmm. because we're rebuilding and we're starting this yeah. life yep. but i know that ener- money is energy completely right completely. money is energy and this is this is like right up there with the alcohol thing yeah. like the belief system that we have around money yeah. is so ridiculously limiting yep and and fear and fear based mm-hmm. that we're not going to have enough like oh, living yeah. in scarcity Lack mentality
0: absolutely Yeah.
1: all right so you ended up so where so the town that you live in is are you in orange county yeah Yep. Oh, there I'm you actually,
0: are. Like, yeah. Near Laguna. Yes, I'm right near Laguna. Yeah. yeah. Oh, our Ten meditation minutes. teacher lives up in no Laguna Niguel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Laguna Niguel is actually we share high school with them, so we're like super close. I do. Yeah. Most of my okay. Stuff so there. you're close to yeah. the. You're west of the five. You're close yep. to the beach, and oh, you've yeah. got some good mountains there. Yeah. And we love Laguna, but we didn't want to live in Laguna, and now it's like we get to go there all the time because yeah, Laguna is great
1: place to amazing. go. We
0: went there is one of the places that we we're possibly going to live,
1: but it felt very much like so Newport, Rhode Island, touristy.
0: Yeah. It so was bad. like
1: very like condensed, yeah. and I was like, I feel like I'm in Newport, Rhode Island again, yeah. and I loved it. And we have a friend
0: that lives there, but it wasn't like it wasn't where I wanted. It to It just live. wasn't
1: for us. Yeah, none of these places are better or worse or whatever. No, no, no. It's just it's like just, it's
0: like where do you align? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you got to be awake sure. to to feel that alignment. Absolutely, and that's the interesting thing too is knowing that your energy will. You know that you'll be able to sense the energy when you go to a place because it can be pretty subtle, so right? So scary too. And if, and if you, yeah. oh, it's so yeah. scary. You don't want to end it's up absolutely. in the wrong place. You know, here I have kids, and they're I'm moving them across the country. If I screw this up, and then they have to move to another school, that's or you're going like a into lot of the pressure. future. Yeah, like you're just completely like your mind oh, is completely. just going there.
2: Where if there was you just stay so on much purpose. fear,
0: there was so we <sighs> worked through so much uncertainty and fear. The expansiveness that you were talking about was insane. I will forever be really, really happy that I did this just for both of us because there's nothing I'm really that afraid of anymore. I know. Oh, I'm so sure. I know exactly what you're talking (laughs) about. And and the faith, like the faith building unwavering. It's so how did you work through the fear? So meditation was huge. Meditation's probably what got, and I also work with an energy healer who was helping me to like release a lot of the stuff that I was going through. Cause there was days I couldn't breathe. I mean, there were days. So when we first got here, my husband actually connected with someone on Facebook who connected us with someone else. And he got a job like pretty much within two weeks that we lived here. He got a job working in our town for a guy who he's actually kind of partnering with now. Now he has his own business. He's Killing it in California. Like, the abundance here is insane. I mean, New England, it's great, but there's just so much here. There's so many people. So he worked for this guy, but we weren't making enough money to pay our bills. <laughs> you know, the bill thing, you know? so I think we're familiar yeah. with that situation and this, <laughs> guy was, <loosely>. this, Yeah. <laughs> this guy was so good to us. Like, he gave us money to go back and get our tools from Connecticut because we had left all of our stuff there. Like, he lent us money, and Mike paid him off. He was paying us for our truck. Like he was gave us a stipend for Mike's truck, which we bought Mike's truck when we got here and had no idea how we were going to pay for it. <laughs> it's I like One of those it. things are sliding in <laughs> the paperwork. You're like, all right, 550 bucks a month. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully we can pay that. So he, I mean, he did so much for us. And then all of a sudden it just ended and we didn't have work. And I was like, remember that thing that was kind of paying the bills? And the interesting thing about the bills was that every single month, it would work out every month. My business actually started to take off in a really big way, which I had not anticipated. I was just doing energy healing and life coaching and stuff like that. I had people that were coming out of the woodwork. I've never marketed. I've never, I mean, every once in a while, I'll throw stuff on Facebook about what I do with people, but I've never really marketed. And I would just get word of mouth. People were coming to me for amazing healing. I've worked with this one woman for two years from the time I moved to now, we still work together. So we would have my money come in all of a sudden and just kind of save us. I found $100 on the ground at Trader Joe's one night and my husband was, it was unbelievable. We, didn't, we had $45 left in our bank account. And I walked into Trader Joe's and I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy shrimp and langostinos because that feels good to me. And I feel abundant. And it's okay that there's only $45 because there's more money coming. Walked out of Trader Joe's and I swear to you, there was $100 on the ground. And I looked up and I was like, wow. And I just, and my husband was like, that's it. Like, we're fine. We are going to be taken care of. Like, it was just such evidence that, you know, we get so scared and we live in scarcity. And I think that slows the flow of all of it down. You know, all of the energy, all of the abundance, everything. And we've had such a shift in the abundance factor that I can tell you today, I mean, it's just astounding what has happened in the last six months. You know, we went from, like, okay paying the rent, like, kind of squeaking by to being able to do things again and live in a beautiful house and afford things again where it's, like, it's just a complete shift. Complete shift. It's. I think there's also this,
1: it's like the messages that we, that we give to the universe, right? So we look at our bank account mm-hmm. and we say, Oh my God, I have $45 in the bank account. We only have $45 and we can't get shrimp. We only have $45 <laughs> yeah. in the bank account. And what people don't realize is that as we're like, we're sentencing ourselves to what, our life looks like on paper, the future keeps moving in because the future is every moment Mm -hmm. that moves in. So we keep bringing into the future. Oh my God, we only have $45 in our bank account. Oh my God, we only have $45 in the bank. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. We don't. When's it ever going to come? It's never going to come. We don't have enough. And, and the reality of now doesn't have to be the reality of now or the reality of now. Exactly. And then it's how we're just, just like this, like just move forward. It's not that you failed. It's yeah. it's just how can you move forward and going and really listening into your heart and living in a in a mindset of abundance is huge. Yeah. But what I want to talk about with with the law of attraction this is a perfect segue is the law of attraction. So I, I totally get it. Like I'm sure you know Abraham Hicks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Spent and, years listening yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. amazing. I There's love her. There's missing
0: pieces in Abraham Hicks though okay. that I feel like I brought here to share that's it my friend seriously this like is what I'm talking some, about the missing pieces
1: yeah. because we can do our vision boards mm-hmm. and we can we can do like our mantras and all of that but I believe in let me know if you agree with this if we are not doing the inner work to heal the root of those blockages yeah the vision board is just gonna sit on the wall and It's haunting you. N- and maybe a few <laughs> of them might come in yeah. by luck. Mm-hmm. But the true creation really comes from the, the yes, the, the law of attraction, the vision boards, yep. whatever it is that you're going to do to keep it moving
0: forward and see yourself in your fullest expression in this life. But you've got to heal the deep roots. Completely. Yeah. Because there's a gap. There's a gap between where you are and where you want to go. And in that gap, there's so much processing that needs to happen before you're even able to accept the abundance most that's why people who win the lottery usually end up losing it i think it's like what 98 percent of people end up losing the money because they're not aligned with the abundance if you really want true abundance first of all it's not even about money it's about how you feel it's about the joy you bring into your life it's about how appreciative you are it's not money people think it's money money is just a it's a symbol It's a symbol for the energy flow that you're allowing and the faith that you have that it's going to come forth. So when we really put ourselves in a place of knowing that we were brought here for abundance, we were brought here for joy, we were brought here to live at our fullest potential, then nothing can stop you. And I think that's where we got to in that short amount of time, releasing all the fears and healing all these wounds that told us that we weren't worth it. You know, it's like when people really question you and then you get really, really strong in your conviction. That's how I felt in that real estate office. I was like, that is not who we are. That's how I felt with the $45. That is not who I am. Whenever my bank account would go negative, you know that feeling, and then you can't (laughs) breathe and you're like, oh my God, my heart is now in my stomach. You know that feeling? Mm -hmm. It went away because I was like, that does not define me. It's almost funny. Like I have a negative balance in the world. Really? No, I don't. If <laughs> that were true, we'd take all our money with us, right? It means nothing. Yet we have our whole lives conducted around it because it's so important to our society. But the truth is, it's not. It's like another lie.
1: Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's
0: another that's podcast important. is yeah. rocking the world.
1: It's rocking the world. I mean, this is... It's just so beautiful to hear you speak this. And so, um, and I know this is what you you do in your life. So mm-hmm. you, so tell us a little bit
0: about your, your business. So I basically, what I started doing was Law of Attraction coaching. Because again, I got really into Abraham Hicks. I was reading everything I possibly could, Mike Dooley, and just, you know, all these different people. And then I realized, I love Abraham Hicks. I think she is a beautiful woman. I think she's doing amazing work. But there's this... There's this stigma involved, and I was watching all these Abraham groups on Facebook, and a lot of people were struggling. I mean, struggling, struggling, struggling constantly. And what I found with my husband and I were listening to this stuff all day long is that we were in denial. We were in denial about what was going on, about how we were really feeling. We were just trying to go for a walk and be happy. <laughs> and it wasn't working. Our life was like crashing in around us. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there going, oh, we don't need to work. The universe is going to provide. And maybe at some point in your spirituality, you can get to that. But we weren't there vibrationally. We were scared to death vibrationally. So once I started to realize that, I started studying quantum physics because I'm like, I want to know how this works scientifically. So the book that I read that changed my life in a big way is Do You Quantum Think by Diane Collins. She is brilliant. I've listened to a lot of her podcasts too. She's super smart. But one of the things that I learned from that was that your your financial condition and your money does not come from your job. It comes from the infinite source. It comes from infinite energy. It comes from being tapped into this infinite energy that you have faith about. And once I realized that, I was like, I don't even know what's going to happen today. That's what I started feeling like. I don't even know what's going to happen today. And oh my gosh we would get checks in the mail we got a two thousand dollar check from our mortgage company that's laughable the house we got foreclosed on <laughs> that was christmas our first christmas year the one that you weren't paying for yeah are, in yeah mm, for five years mm-hmm. yep that was the very first christmas we were here and the interesting thing is my husband's check got mailed from his company and never made it to our house for christmas so that saved christmas we had christmas because of that mm. that check that just showed up out of nowhere i could have never imagined that that would happen and that's happened to us so many times like pfft, i can't even i can't even count so it's about having faith that you're always going to be taken care of that there is no lack in the universe and that you know we create we create by our thoughts and it's okay if you have worries and fears i think that's the other thing with abraham i think that i started to become like a real nazi with my thoughts where I was like, oh, I don't want to look at it, I don't want to look at it, I don't want to look at it, but it's like right here, you know, on my shoulder, I realized that our thoughts are our thoughts, our feelings are our feelings, we have to acknowledge them and there's a healing process that's going on that I think is being left out in, that, in those teachings. People are not recognizing that, yeah, I've got crap to deal with, I've got wounds from my childhood. I mean, us in our 40s, think about it, we have parents who grew up with parents who were in the depression. That is still around. That depression mentality is still there. We're the ones that are going to break it. I feel very strongly. Oh, heck yeah. We are breaking like all the barriers Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Because especially with the internet, people are proving that they can do anything and make money doing whatever they want. So, but that's what, that's the social programming that we've grown up with. Oh, you have to save and you have to be careful and you know. No way.
1: You know, it's funny. Whenever I get my ass kicked by the universe, <laughs> yeah. I have been able to track it back to listening to too much Abraham Hicks.
0: Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like I'm still doing my meditations wow. and
1: stuff like that. But these since I was turned on to her in the past couple of years, I have to listen to it. And I do, I love it because there's so much messaging in there um, because there is a lot of divinity that's, yeah. you know, this, the divinity that's coming through her, but... I have to integrate it into the knowings and the wisdom Mm -hmm. and the teachings that I'm receiving from elsewhere, from my meditations, from my teacher that I'm still like, I'm still doing the work every single day. And I think I had similar experiences too. where it's like, okay, don't, don't, I just got to like align with, with buying these groceries and like align with that. (laughs) And like, I'm really happy right now about spending my last and I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill that's due tomorrow. And I'm not going to like deal with that. I'm going to look at the bank account yeah
0: and, oh, I didn't look at the bank account for years.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> years. and it's funny because it's I find um, that I can get I can get too focused on one thing, and it just and yeah. it brings me back. It yeah. brings me back by getting my butt kicked a little bit, and it's like it's a full integration, yeah. just like yeah. it's a full integration because you are not just one thing. Like you've yeah. got to do the work. You've got to you've got to do the work every day by sitting. Yes. You've got to get more in touch with those subtle energies yeah. that Abraham Hicks is talking about and is so tuned yes. into but
0: not everybody is tuned into that well and this is the thing I don't want to bash Abraham because I do love what she's doing and I think that she's part of waking up the mass consciousness but I think um, for me when it comes to I love, I love what she's saying but I think what's happening is people just like in a lot of religions is they're putting her as the guru like as the god like I have to listen to everything she says and they're losing that inner voice so like you were saying, when you connect with your inner voice, that's your answers. It's not looking up YouTubes of Abraham. I know so many people that do that. And I did it as well. I still sometimes do it where I'm like, oh, what Abraham says about this. But you're losing your inner voice. And, and also not believing that you have the same connection. We all have that connection. We all exactly. have the ability to channel that. We all do. Yes.
1: Like after a yoga class, uh, I had this woman actually come back after a class, um, last week. And she said to me, she left the studio like after class and she came back and she came back in and she was like, I just want to tell you that ever since I started taking your class, I'm, I'm sleeping better. Mm. Like I'm, I'm noticing my thoughts and I'm saying, uh, no, no thoughts. I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> and, and I just want to tell you that like, if it wasn't for you, like you're doing mm. so much for me. And I was like, no, 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 mm. no. Don't, like, don't you put that on me. You are yeah. doing all of this. I'm just this. leading the horse
0: to water. I am, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm just
1: the messenger. Yeah. And I, and sometimes it's funny, I'll say that to my class. Like, I take no responsibility yeah.
0: for your class, like, yeah. your experience, whether it's good or it's awful. Yeah. I take no responsibility Which for that. Which is so good on your part to not get caught up in that ego. No, like, like, it's all me, you know? N- no. Oh, my God. <laughs> blech, please. <laughs> They're creating, and that's yeah. part of the teachings.
1: I'm just like you're creating mm. this entire experience for yourself right now. So what right. are you creating? right? You know? and um and and that's the thing in any spiritual teacher will yeah. say, like, "I am not your guru." Yeah, like uh, 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 yeah, uh, like I am just I, there's an energetic connection here., yeah. and I am to teach you what I've learned from tapping in because I'm a few, I'm a few stations up on the train. Absolutely. Right. Like that's just what it is. So we flow it through and then what's the trickle effect there. Right. Like the people that you're working with, the people that are in BJ's yoga class, like his athletes, like the trickle effect is just amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Of this podcast. Yeah. People like, you know, talking to their families about it. And now all of a sudden they're at, You know, at a family event and people are talking about meditation and law of attraction and like whatever, but the conversation is shifting. Yeah. And, and, um, and yeah, and I think, and Abraham Hicks would be the first person to say, I'm not your guru. No, totally. She would. Absolutely. Yeah. Like she's just channeling through. And so we can all have that by doing the work. Exactly. By sitting. Yeah. Um, what do you say to people who... I'm interested in your take on this. It's just dropping in now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't sit and meditate; my mind's too busy. But I go running. Running yeah. is my meditation, or I, sh- I don't know, time. shopping's my meditation. <laughs> like whatever it is that they believe is their yeah. meditation. What do you think
0: about that in um, in replacement to sitting? Yeah, I hear that all the time. Probably from every client I've ever instructed. Because if you work with me, you have to meditate, or we don't work together. Because I've done studies on people and the ones who don't meditate are basically wasting both of our time because you, I can't get in, I can't get into their field to do the energy healing that I need to do if they don't meditate because there's no opening, there's no space. Like they'll sit there and have thoughts over and over and over again and we can't get quiet. So then for some reason there's no, like I can't tap into their deepest places unless they meditate. So what I tell people is it's a practice. Um, I've done like one little short video on YouTube just to teach people how to do it. It's a practice. So we all get good when we practice, right? And some days it's going to suck. Like you're going to judge it as sucking. First of all, you're not supposed to judge it. But there's going to be days. Yeah, there's going to be days where you're going to get up and you're going to go, well, that was a freaking waste of time. But it's not because there's pauses between your thoughts that you're not even aware of that are giving you huge benefits. And all of a sudden, oh, I give people a week. I'm like, "Give me one week of meditating 20 minutes per day and then let me see how you feel." And it will be their session will be completely different than the week before. And they'll they'll go, "Oh, wow, I don't get as upset about stuff anymore. I'm not, you know, I don't feel as anxious. There's just so many benefits. There's like a million benefits." I mean, they have they have proven that it Stops cancer tracks. I mean, cells in its tracks. Like it stops cancer. You know, right. <laughs> like, there's got to be something to this, well, right? Cancer's just a mass manifestation
1: of negative energy, exactly. of just karmic energy. Exactly. How do we burn that up? Yeah. Meditation, meditation, exactly. meditation.
0: And then you'll fall in love with it, and it will become. Hopefully, it'll become sort of an addiction. I don't really take too many days off. You know, I I'm really committed to. At least my 20 minutes, I usually do something in the afternoon too to just chill me out for the rest of the night, but I could not live without it. I wouldn't live without it. What do you do on the days that you don't? I'm usually just busy and silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. silly did you messy. ever go
1: through a phase where you're like, oh, I didn't meditate and you carry like, so, so no, the same thing is like, I same thing is like a glass of wine, right? To. Like yep.
0: you can look yeah. at it as how did, how did today feel Yeah, without it? Yeah. Right. I used to be very regimented with everything, you know, like I have to exercise, I have to eat right. You know, it's like I have this scorecard during the day. And then at the end of the day, if I didn't do all that stuff, I'm a failure, right? I don't do that anymore. I think I've created the awareness and the awakening that life is life. You know, there's not always going to be an opening for me to meditate. You know, I'm not always going to choose to meditate, even though I know it's the best thing for me. I'm not always going to choose to do that. I'm not always going to choose not to have a glass of wine, even though I know it's the best thing for me. But what am I going to learn in that process? I I think because I meditate so much, I don't really notice a huge difference unless I'm like a week out. You know, if I'm oh a week God. out, then I I'm couldn't like, even oh. imagine being a week. <laughs> My kids will be like, "Mom, when was the last time you meditated?" You know?
1: <laughs> you know, I say, well, the first thing I do with the people I work with is I get them I get them meditating every day, and that's different. Like they'll be like, "Well, I want to go longer." I'm like, "Well, are you going seven yeah. days a week?" Yeah, they're like, "No." I'm like, yeah. "All right, well, yeah, let's go seven days a week. Don't worry agreed. about going longer." Yeah. And it's always like when they want more, you realize they're not ready for more. It's when they stop asking for more that you know they're ready for more. Exactly. Like I've had people say like, okay, I've done those breathing techniques. Like what's next? I'm like, "Mm, the breathing techniques. Stay with them. (laughs) Stay with it. Yeah, stay with it. And um, the first thing I have them do, and it's different for everyone. So some people it's like, they're already doing 15 minutes five times a week. All right, we'll do that seven days a week. Some people it's before, Take one conscious breath. Yeah, I want you to take one conscious mm-hmm. breath seven days a week. Yeah, first thing you Meet do them in the where morning. They are. yeah, yeah, and yep. then and then we we move from there. But it's the consistency that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, in in it. I mean, in. that's what
2: we do with our athletes too. Yeah, yeah. yeah people who just want to like like I want to I want to race or I want to start running and I want to qualify for Boston. Right. Well, it's like what's your consistency? Yeah, like and let's what, just
0: get off the couch. First, right, right. Yeah. Step number one.
2: <laughs> Get some running shoes.
0: Exactly. But
2: it. But they all want to accomplish so much. Yeah. So quickly. Yeah. And they look at me and they'll be like, "Well, you're already running this pace." And but I've I've done a lot of work over the years. Like it's you're seeing me where I am right, right now. 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 Yeah. You don't. You didn't see me when I was walking to keep my heart rate down. Right. Like doing the work. Like yeah. This is, I can speak to this and this is what you what I can share with you works. Right. Like let's just consistently get into an exercise habit. I don't right. care what you do.
0: Just get in the habit. Right. I don't care if ah. you if you
2: finish the thirty minute run. If you yep. can go out for five minutes, awesome. Right. Let's just get into a consistent working out process. And once we establish that, then we can start to build on that habit that you formed. Right. So now now they're not disgruntled about doing a hard workout or disgruntled right. about doing two workouts in a day. Like right, they're in the habit of it becomes normal. It becomes normal. You normalize it. And they they always have their that why right of why they're doing it always right and so i remind them of that but but the exercise is great but also getting them to meditate and do yoga yeah like huge. it's the full mm-hmm. body awareness yeah. so we're not just trying to get our athletes to you know be fast across right. the line like that's great
0: right but, but there's, so, that, much to there's it. so much
2: more to it There's so
1: much more to it that's not necessarily going to change the world no and that's what we want to do right we're on a mission to create a better world
0: right yeah Absolutely.
1: So, so it's funny and, and and not backing off either. Like right. BJ has has had and maybe does currently have some athletes that are resistant to yoga. Mm-hmm. And he's like I'm just going to keep putting it on right. the schedule and then it's their choice to do the yoga or not, but right. not backing off. We are a yogi triathlete. People right. pretty much know what they're getting into <laughs> we're not when they hiding come. That. Yeah, right. we're not hiding <laughs> that. And we believe me, we understand the resistance we're mm-hmm. up against because we could just Blast out a bunch of Iron Man plans yeah. and sell a whole bunch well, of it's very them. it's your
0: Yang energy?
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. But what we're trying to do is create You're a better that
0: Yin, that create balance. a better world. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because our world is so out of whack with that. Oh my mm-hmm. god. So that's what you guys are doing is bringing that energy, that energetic connection back into the exercise that's being lost. Yeah. You know, if it's all exercise and we're just running around all the time and we're never quiet and we never sit. That's what, when people say, oh, I like to run mm-hmm. and meditate, it's like that's not the same thing at all. You're still in movement. We're supposed to be sometimes. We're just supposed to be in connection. Maybe you can get that connection walking and running. I just don't feel like it's the I same don't think you can. as closing no. your eyes and focusing on that intense. Um, in, in that quantum physics book, she calls it zero state awareness. And I love that because it's like, I am aware of nothing. When you're running, you got to be aware of your feet. You got to be aware of the cars. You got, you have to be aware. This is aware of nothing. It's the nothingness that we came from. So to put yourself in that zero state awareness is what's going to give you the connection with your mind and your body. Otherwise you're just mind, body, mind, body, which is what we are all day anyways.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And, and being, it gives you a, it gives you a look into what's brewing yeah. underneath. Right. Like what's brewing under the surface. And this is like a famous line. I always quote my mother. She says, and and she's now meditating, like nice. absolutely loves it. She's in her 80s. She's wow. amazing. I know now I just broadcast her age all the time because she's so freaking amazing. <laughs> I'm
0: sure she's proud of it. She's <laughs> such a
1: she's such a just an unbelievable woman. But when she first started, she was like, you know, Jess meditation can give people anxiety <laughs> attacks i'm like yeah i know i remember yeah. very well the yeah. first time that i sat yeah. and tried to be quiet working through all that and and even now like you know it's not that when you you have a a steady practice that It's always peaceful. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember just a couple weeks ago sitting down on the beach and I had a beautiful deep meditation, but the timer hadn't gone off yet. And, but like mentally it was kind of like, all right, I'm done. Like I'm ready. And I had to sit in it and I had to sit with it. That (sighs) angst. Of wanting to get out of the meditation and wanting the time, well, when's the timer gonna go off? Like, right. oh, maybe, maybe uh, what, a grain of sand hit it and it stopped, <laughs> and now I'm gonna be here for five hours. Check that. And yeah, <laughs> Yeah. just all this stuff and sitting in that angst and just noticing what it is that's brewing under the surface. Mm-hmm. And that's in being in stillness as that moves yeah. and not feeding it is where the healing it's happens. Breaking through it. Yeah, yeah. that's where yeah. the healing happens. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, All right, so we're probably wrapping this up, but I still want to go back to the question of, and then we got to get, because we are talking about one year no PR. we should talk about how this
2: this program works.
0: (laughs) But I still want to go back to when meditation came into your life. Yes. So, Mm So like I said, I started meditating about 15 years ago, and then really seriously, probably a year before we came to California, I was doing like an hour a day. So what brought it to, like even back 15 years ago, like... Oh, that was major family stuff. Yeah, I had a huge falling out with my family. I was in therapy. They wanted to put me on medication. And I remember I had teenagers and toddlers at the time. So we have two older ones. They're a year apart. They're 25 and 23. And then our little ones are uh, not little anymore. They're fifteen and thirteen. They're not little, but they were little. They were toddlers. And I remember going. I walked into playgroup, and my best friend was there. And I was like frazzled. I mean, teenagers and toddlers. That's probably like the hardest thing you could ever do in your life. Yes. <laughs> I'm Not even kidding you. It's like an emotional roller coaster that never ends. Someone is always crying, and it's usually me. You know. <laughs> So I remember walking in, sleep deprived, you know, just like at my wits end and looking at my girlfriend and going, what are you doing? Because she was just like, and she had two babies herself at the time. She was like, oh, I found this meditation class and like sign me up. What are you, I need to know what this is about. So I joined, it was like a six week course and I took a course on meditating and it completely changed my life. It changed the way I mother, the way I'm a wife. I mean, it changed everything in my existence. I stopped being so anxious and so such a perfectionist and so hard on myself and it's just been an incredible process and the last few years I think it's probably gone to a whole other level because it's helped me to connect you know just like Abraham I connect with source energy I I have words that come through my mouth you guys probably have I mean just sitting here with me it's like it's not me yeah, none know. of this is none no. of this conversation is scripted. <laughs> no, it's like this stuff just flows through me and I'm like, "Damn, that's smart." We, no. we like we met me. an hour ago. No, exactly. <laughs> so, it's this this infinite flow of energy that's on the universe that I have been so blessed to be a part of and I think opening myself up with meditation has created even more wisdom and and It's not me. You know, like you said, it's not me. I just, I I would love to take all the credit for it, but I'm just open to it.
1: such a beautiful origin story. And I think
0: so many people can relate to
1: that. And, and for me, you know, I was the girl that couldn't sit down, panic Mm attacks, couldn't sleep at night. Total perfectionist. Not always that nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not always that nice. (laughs) Really,
0: Jess. And yeah, total
1: control (laughs) freak and all of that. And, and, um, and the initial, like, taking all of that down, like such a massive level Mm -hmm. at no extra effort than just sitting quietly was beautiful. And then of course, the more you do it, then you start the deep healing and then you get the wisdom. So space, so space opens, the wisdom starts coming up, words start flowing through you. You know, you take it, you get to a whole other level because your vibration is higher. And then
0: you're open to that inspiration. That is so important. Like you guys are talking about living on purpose the basis of all of that is inspiration. It's being able to hear that, that voice and act on it. Yep. That's why three of us are sitting <laughs> in <fearfully>. the, uh, <laughs> yeah. California zip codes. <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> um, so, yeah.
2: Back to the no beer yeah. one year. Yeah. So give us just a little insight into the, pro- like, how does the program, how would one start with it, and, and what do they offer through this program? Okay,
0: so the what I ended up doing was just, originally I think the Facebook group was free, and I don't think it is anymore, the support group. So what I ended up doing was I wanted to support these guys, and I felt very driven. I think it was $100 for the 90-day thing at the time, and I just felt very driven to supporting them. You know, I want to pay for this because... I don't know. I think a lot of people just want stuff for free. And I think the exchange of energy is always important to us committing to something. So if you haven't committed to one year, no beer and paying for it, I would say that would be the very first step is to go pay for it. I'm not getting paid to tell you guys this. I'm just saying if we don't have something on the table, then it's just another group on Facebook that we're scrolling through. Um, So I would join, you know, at whatever level, if you can, if you feel it's only possible to do 30 days right now, that's fine. But I would tell you at day 35, there was a change for me, you know, just getting so far away from it. Like now it doesn't, it doesn't rule my thoughts. I don't think every day, oh, I really wish I could have a glass of wine. Which I used to do. Did you...
1: I used to be like... I used to love the time change. Yeah. Like when you went fall back. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, it's going to be a doctor early and exactly. get my jams Especially on. Especially in New
0: England. It's like, give me that nice yeah, glass of wine. Yeah. yeah. And I don't... Yeah. I don't, God, I don't completely. think about that at, not all at all anymore. Like it's not even in my... You know, now my thought process is more like if we're going to go out to dinner, I'm like, am I even going to drink? Like, do I even want that? Do I even want to be... It really disrupts my sleep. And also for people to know, it took me about 40 days to start sleeping well after I gave it up, which is interesting because it was disrupting my sleep, Mm. but I went through this whole thing where I had no energy and that lasted for about 35, 40 days, no energy. It was like there was a detox going on at a really deep level and my sleep was really disrupted. Now I sleep so good that I almost don't want to ever have a drink because that messes up my sleep. You know, it doesn't, I can't sleep good. So there's a process that you're going to go through in a detox, um, and the whole thing is a process. So if you can let the beating yourself up go, if you slip, just that group is so wonderful because you get the support, and you notice that there's a lot of people out there that are going through this process that are not losers or failures or, you know, these are incredible people that are getting up every day and making a decision to make their life better. And that's that's really all we can do, you know? And I'm sure there's all different levels like people
1: who Oh
0: there is like yeah. or you know,
1: have some serious Issues with substance and
0: yeah, and things like that. Sure,
2: college young, younger college students. I don't mm-hmm.
0: really know if there's been too many young kids. It's a lot of people. I would say like our age in their forties that are realizing that they're you know wasting so much of their time. I mean, there's this and one, money. Yeah, and there's <laughs> this, you know stories about mothers who are now more present to their families and fathers. You know, there's this one guy the other day who fell asleep and his daughter videoed him. Because he was wasted and he was like, I can't ever let my kids see me like that again. You know, it's like real awakening, real awakening to what is happening. So I think they are brilliant for doing this. And I'm so glad and happy to be a part of it.
2: I feel like when you were talking about dinner, like you're just on autopilot. Yes,
0: completely. Like
2: you're just with your friends and you, you want a cocktail. Or yeah. Whatever. But I, I just love, love the opportunity to just try it. Like the fact that you go into this program and you pay your money and and you're trying, it shows that you're, you have some control. Yeah. Like you have a conscious thought and you can separate yourself from always grabbing for that drink. Yeah. But now you have the opportunity to just, to just try something new and see what happens. Exactly. And you you may not succeed. You may succeed. You may come back. Yeah. But at least it plants to see that you, you have that ownership. Yeah. Like you have ownership of what? What you choose and what you decide totally. to do. Like what you reach for.
0: And you get to see evidence of people whose lives really improve. And if you can get yourself to that point, then you become an inspiration. And one trick that I had that worked really well, and I still do this, is when I have that, that feeling of wanting a drink or that calling, I like to call it, the abusive boyfriend calls me on the phone, I say, what if I didn't? What if I didn't have that glass of wine right now? I actually did it this weekend because my kids were in. And the night before, I think I had had a glass of wine. And then it was like Saturday night. And I thought, what if I didn't? And I actually put a glass of wine on the table. And the bottle was on the the island. And I never had it. Because I went, what if I didn't? And I just kept doing that. What if I didn't Mm -hmm. right now? What if I didn't? And that will just, it'll just stave it off. And then before you know it, it's time to go to bed <laughs> and you didn't do it. And, you're,
2: and you were great the next day. Like you, I felt yeah.
0: great. I felt fantastic because I was like, that was, that was a victory for me because it was calling me from that habitual place. It wasn't, that wouldn't have been a conscious decision because all day I was like, I'm not going to have a drink tonight. So get yourself out of that habitual thought and go, well, what if I didn't? What would that look like?
1: And so you mentioned that your husband drinks and, and mm-hmm. your kids. And so for somebody who's like thinking about this, like I want their, let's say they're meditating or they want to start meditating, but they want to clean up their, clean up their vibration. Cause yes. that's really what it is. You guys, I mean, negative yeah. thoughts, alcohol, drugs, it's all low vibe. Yep. And we're, we're all about trying to raise the vibe of the whole entire planet. Yes. yes. We, that's what we need to do. It's, it's, it's we're in a state of trauma. Like this is Mm -hmm. like, it's like ER material right now. Like the state of this, of this earth that we live on, the earth itself. Um, the, the way people are interacting with each other, um, the way people are in relationships, their relationships to their children, their job themselves. I mean, this is absolute like emergency room type of thing. It's, It's time for us to wake up. Yes. And so for those people who are like, yeah, I want to wake up. Yeah. I want to f- I want to wake up and I want to feel good when I wake up and yeah. I want to sleep better at night and I want to be a better parent and a better person and a better athlete, but everybody around me is drinking. Right. How do I <laughs> like what would be your cuz you're kind of living yeah. it. What would be your advice to them for how to navigate that?
0: Yeah, I would say um you know, it all starts within. So the the very first thing is getting clear on who you want to be because we identify ourselves with our surroundings and with the people around us. There's so many people in that one year no beer group that identified themselves as drinkers. You know, they were the fun ones at the party. They were the ones that black out at the party. You know, they have that identification. So you have to start separating yourself from that identity And, and not to say that you have to become this like, I'm the sober one. But I do have to say I love being the designated driver. We never have to get an Uber. I never have to question if I can drive or not. I'm always the driver, and I'm okay with that because I know everybody's going to get home safe. So it's about identifying, like taking the identification from whoever your friends are or whoever your family is, and also just being okay with the fact that they're still drinking. You know, if I was to put this on my husband and say you can't drink that would cause a whole ton of resistance in our relationship. So it's about no longer being judgmental of what he's doing or what they're doing, but it's just doing what's right for me. So it's about accepting the fact that this doesn't work for me. This is not what I want, but I also need to be in acceptance of what they, what they choose to do as well, as long as it doesn't completely affect me. As long, I mean, it's whether you allow it to affect you or not. You know, because I did for a long time. I wanted, every time I gave up drinking, I wanted my husband to give it up. He doesn't want to give it up. And it's not a problem for him. So I have to remember that. And if I create judgment in that, that's when we get into arguments. So when I let go of my judgment and say, you know what, this is my journey, this is my life, and this is what's right for him and what he believes and what he's conscious to, then I just have to be myself. Because that's the hundred monkey thing, right? You know the the story of the hundred monkeys. No, it's something just reminded me of this the other day. Um, It was about how there was two islands, and there was um, a monkey that had realized how to open the coconut. Like they didn't know how to open the coconuts. I'm probably saying this whole thing wrong, but um, learned how to open the coconut. And once it got to the one hundredth monkey, the other island knew how to do it. They didn't need to be taught because it's that whole, it's, it's what we're doing. Like we love to put these things out on podcasts, but the reality is us being who we are is more effective than anything else. We're changing the consciousness of the world by being who we are, not by spouting yeah. it. <laughs> it's, right. you know, cause we could get up and preach all day, but it's the, it's about living it. It's about becoming it. So I'm becoming who I am. My family's watching. They're seeing what I'm doing. They're seeing me wake up happy every day. They're seeing me not, you know, not tired, not hungover, feeling great. They're seeing all that. My husband's seeing that. He's noticing it. So I know that as I just become more of who I am, then I'm going to reflect that in the people. The people around me are going to reflect that. Absolutely. Yeah that's a perfect place to end. It's a perfect place to end. You are amazing. I'm so, I just, I can't even
1: question any of why you're sitting in my home right now. It's just so beautiful. And, um, we're just so grateful to share you. So thank Thank you. Thank you guys. guys. Beautiful.
0: That was great.
1: I love this woman. Does she make you want to reshape your belief systems or what? Her story is living proof that we are supported in this life. And I hope that our exchange was helpful in understanding more of how we are in total control of our experiences. If you still have questions or you want to inquire more, contact her. All of her info is in the show notes for this episode, and she is ready to teach you how to lift your vibration. But you need to be ready, too. I love how adamant she is about meditation. She has empowered me to be even more non-wavering on that piece with my students, because really you guys, without it, you will continually hit a ceiling. And since I think we're all familiar with banging our heads against the wall, it's not a place of growth. Like literally, I have banged my head against the wall more than once in the past out of frustration, just sheer frustration of not knowing how to process things. All right, you guys, so that's it. Let this episode marinate and then mark it for a re-listen because there is major wisdom that really needs to go in the long-term bank here. So we seem to be on a streak of strong, powerful female guests, and that's going to continue next week with, well, if you're a Patreon supporter, you're going to be the first to know. So I'll be releasing that information probably in about a week or so, but our just like our guest today, our next guest is like going to rock your world. So I'm out. You guys have an abundant week and I'm not talking about money. I am talking about being awake and ready, eyes wide open and fully receptive to the limitless abundance that is already in your life, patiently waiting to welcome you back home.